0: Welcome back to Memory Jogger, right here on the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Jason back with you, and uh, Wyatt is back with you. Hey, Wyatt. Hey, happy Father's Day. Yes, uh, happy Father's Day to you as we record this. Uh, Do anything fun today? Did you get the day off, maybe? No, well, I got the day off (laughs) from work, but
1: not the rest of the work that happens around this house. We are still doing a lot of... Mostly stuff for the kids, so we're trying to get the yard back in shape since we had the addition built.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we're doing a lot of that, getting stuff organized. And on my little station progress report, if I can call it that, I
0: uh,
1: <laughs> I have electric and an Ethernet cable run into the shed. Neither of them are hooked up to anything, but it's the cable has been has been put there. So good that was not. Really, in my "quote-unquote" plan, it was a haphazard accident that happened—not um, really accident. We we added a little extra length to our driveway and added more concrete, really. And they left me a nice little trench. And instead of me having to dig a whole new trench, I thought, "Well, hey, I can just run my cables here. There Why you not?" Go. Yeah. So that saved me. Oh probably a good day if not two days worth of digging doing that so i'm very appreciative and i took advantage of it good deal
0: yeah it was relatively quiet here today uh my my day was uh, overshadowed by my wife's birthday which is also today so the big to do this weekend was we got a new car so that's gonna be her car driving around you know town and groceries and you know all that stuff but it is the car that will be taken to Pennsylvania for our upcoming drivecation, as I call it. <laughs> so, uh, we were glad we got that all settled in Friday and we've just been uh, cleaning it up. And one Father's Day project that I enjoyed was uh, my oldest son, Jackson, and I changed the oil in the new car. Nice. So, and he pretty much did it all himself. I was just there to offer some guidance. So we went over to uh, AutoZone, bought the oil and the filter, which was a, a, a package deal. And we actually bought a, uh, one of those platforms that you load into your hitch in the back. We've got yep. a towing package on the vehicle. So we found one of those over the weekend and uh, we wanted to get some reflecting tape and one of those locking pins to put in there and make sure nobody you know takes off with it so uh, you did exactly
1: what we did Uh uh-huh did one of those not too long ago well i say not too long it's been she's four years now we did the reflective tape and all because you know it doesn't have lights on it and you want to make sure that no one's gonna at least you give people a fair warning that
0: yeah there's something there back there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i gotta have some some reflection there but just getting used to that we put it right on when we bought it it was just off somebody off of facebook got a pretty good deal and just uh coming around that corner i'm like "Ooh, yeah that's shin high <laughs> you gotta be careful <laughs> on your uh, for yourself let alone yeah. other people but uh so i think we're just about ready to uh go on that trek won't be too long here back to our hometown yeah,
1: I wish I was there. That was my plan this week, coming weekend. But no, I just can't do it right now. I'm gonna have to pray yeah. that the gas prices go down a little bit. Maybe we'll hit up the the weekend of the fair week when it starts, yeah. so we go. We can go in
0: for the free admission. Uh, right? Yeah, of course. So yeah, we're, I'm not looking forward to gassing up either. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll uh, either get a chance to wave at you, or uh, <laughs> maybe we can stop and do uh lunch on yeah. that saturday if you guys are uh, around and not doing anything so we'll see i will be somewhat near to you not necessarily driving through right uh you know baltimore dc area but anyway should be fun yeah just uh quickly we uh had been off a week and the previous week we did our tribute to leaf which was really fun and I had to saw a couple people out there, uh, just, you know, nice tribute, that sort of thing. I think Chad Dross is one. So yeah, it was great. And we hope that, uh, you know, like we said during the show that maybe it spawned some memories and would love to hear those, uh, of maybe some friends of yours that are no longer with us. So we're here to, uh, converse with you if you'd like to do that and why it will, Of course, give all of our uh, details at the end of the show. I did want to say, if you wouldn't mind this week, uh, just as a little homework, if you will, head on over to, if you use Apple or if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can do star ratings. We would love to get five stars from you. And I think Apple also does uh, reviews, like you can write in a little review of the show. And that does help uh, go towards getting us up the ladder, so to speak in the podcast world. So we would appreciate that if you would uh, do that for us this week. Uh, But other than that, uh, I think we're ready to uh, pick the old uh, randomizer here for memory jogger and uh, see what topic we get. You ready? Sounds great. Let's roll the dice. Here we go. Robin Williams. What a tribute. Yeah. Robin Williams. So, Wow, going all the way back to the early 80s. Did you watch him in uh, Mork and Mindy? I did.
1: That was one of the, I'm Trying to remember if that was cable days or not. I think it was the cable days when I started watching him. Uh-huh. Or watching that, rather. Yeah, I, I remember Mork and Mindy. What was your earliest? That was probably my earliest. What was yours? Yeah, I think
0: the way that, sh- that show was spun off of Happy Days, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, it just, it we actually not, had to talk about that probably a couple of years ago now, but yeah, yeah, um, I didn't watch much of happy days. I caught an episode here or there, but it wasn't uh, one of those shows that I just had to see or was appointment television for me. I think it was probably Mork and Mindy the first time I saw him, you know, uh, Mork from Ork, uh, Nanu, Nanu. Uh, yep. What was the what was the guy that he always talked to? Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to remember now. I'm gonna to have to pull up his same here. Uh, That's what I'm typing up right IMDb now. IMDB just to see all the references and everything in his career. But I want to see what the crap was you know what? I think there might have been one earlier than that. Uh the movie Popeye. Popeye came out, I believe, in 1980. It came out earlier, yes, but I believe I
1: watched Morgan Mindy first, not okay not um popeye because i don't remember seeing popeye until i want to say it was not until 86 87 and that time frame was when i finally saw it and it was
0: on tv it wasn't a you know a, yeah a, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's tv for me as well right orson yeah orson is the character yes name that he would or always call, call more calling orson come in orson yes that's right so yeah popeye i remember it being I I loved the Popeye cartoon so that was really yeah. cool to see him in uh, live action. But that I just good, tried to wa- I tried movie. to watch it uh I don't know, probably a couple of years ago now and it it was a little bit rough to get through. Uh, I don't just seemed really long. I still, yeah. I I find it fascinating. I think because I
1: I guess I liked Popeye growing up and I thought he did a pr- all of the characters really did a pretty decent job even with them during the makeup to puff up his arms before, right. even before he did the spinach bit, the same with Bluto, the guy that played that. Uh, and then there's that guy. I didn't understand it really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did because of the, the play set, but I, to me, it's still a of the place where they had the big, huge wrestling fight. He huh. had, what was it? He was a wrestler. This guy was a wrestler, the guy that they competed with. Cause I remember him being a wrestler and I, That's when I was like, Oh, I know him. Um, who was the wrestler? Bluto, not Bluto. They had this big, huge ship, like wrestling or I'm sorry, boxing match come in, and the, the wimpy wimpy comes in, not wimpy. Mm-hmm. The what's his name? I'm gonna have to look it up to to see the names, but um, the chubby son. Like if I win, I can get you know my family, you know, the five thousand dollars, whatever it is. Of course he. <laughs> He walks in and they he's blundering all over the place and um, what's his name? I'm looking for. He was a pro, well, WWF wrestler, Ox Blood Heart, Oxheart the Fighter. So Peter Bray is the character is the his name, but he mm-hmm. went by something else as the fighter.
0: As the wrestler, you mean?
1: Yeah, because he was in the WWF. I don't, I don't see him as,
0: I don't see him as a wrestler. I know he was because I saw him on the freaking WWF. Oh, he he kind of looks like uh, King Kong Bundy, but I don't.
1: That's don't who think it is. King was. Kong
0: Bundy. Was it King Kong Bundy? Yes,
1: he was King Kong Bundy, and I recognize him. Flat out recognize him. It doesn't show up <laughs> in his IMDb as that, but I swear, if it's not, it's a dead ringer for him. I don't think it was him interesting i guess not now i'm looking i don't see him in anything else I
0: probably would have remembered that because i was big into wrestling when i was in my younger days you know but okay well but anyway so yeah we
1: i loved watching all of it i liked watching the like i said the the how the makeup was done the only thing i didn't like out of the whole bit and again i'm looking i'm comparing it to the cartoon
0: Mm -hmm.
1: was you know how popeye's chin was like all pushed out puffed out or something. Uh-huh. and of course robin williams they don't do that and even growing up i'm like okay they put the effort in making the arms puffed up but mm-hmm. they didn't do something with the chin to make it all like this big huge <laughs> jowl or whatever it is <laughs> right right but all that to say that i didn't see the popeye movie up until like i said it was mid yeah mid 80s and again it was on a rerun like on wgn or some tbs or something like that
0: gotcha yeah, I I remember watching that. I remember watching Mork and Mindy probably more so in reruns. I don't know if I would have caught any Same you know here. as it was uh, being Big released, hair. but yeah. I did enjoy that. That was fun. You had uh, Jonathan Winters come in as the the baby character. I can't remember what his name in it was in the show, but that was fun. He kind of aged backwards or something, I think. Yes, he did. So You're right. It, it was like uh an early uh, Benjamin button there kind of concept, but that was really fun. Um, trying to think what uh, other maybe early eighties shows or movies that he was in that, you know, would have rang a bell.
1: I can't think of any then, but I know when we got closer to our teenage years, we oh, stumbled onto that Cadillac man, movie yes <laughs> and holy cow we were rolling like crazy with that movie and
0: we still, yeah. you and
1: i could still spot off you know brick yeah. hotel
0: <laughs> cadillac man came out in 1990 but yeah that one really for some reason just connected with us and he was hilarious in that he plays this car salesman and he's got several affairs going on and uh one of them is in the store, one of the uh, employees and her crazy boyfriend who is uh, Tim Robbins mm-hmm. comes in and just hijacks the place and uh, just uh, a crazy, crazy movie. Very funny. A lot of language. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, his, his little, just picking up the phone was, was hilarious. And
1: 15 uh, minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah well, hey, tell him he's a no whatever, you know, no crap guy. He's a no crap guy. Larry's a no crap guy as they run out. That's you what know, they're the all the girls. people are shouting as they're running out of the showroom. Yeah. That was but hilarious. Just uh oh my gosh, just a f- very funny comedy. Going back a tick to uh here oh, he, uh,
1: he, he was a big movie. Good morning Vietnam.
0: Yeah, that's what I was just gonna get to. Probably my favorite performance of his in a movie was Good Morning Vietnam. And I didn't watch that until probably the 90s. Same when here. I was older. It was rated R for language. And I remember watching that probably from Silver Screen renting that. I and he, you know, as future disc jockeys or aspiring. You know, radio people, that was fun to me to watch mm-hmm. uh, him in action and just the way that no one on this earth could ever improv as much as Robin Williams could, just coming up with stuff off the top of, of his head. And I swear that movie, you know, probably the director, which I think was Barry Levinson, probably went crazy or just here, uh, here's some records, come up with some stuff, you know, as you're announcing them. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I just loved watching him in that role. It was a great movie too. The supporting cast in that, Bruno Kirby and uh, Forrest Whitaker, you had uh, JT Walsh was his superior there. And, you know, getting in trouble, trying to censor him the cast around him was great and it was a, a good story. I don't know. I think he was nominated or maybe that movie was nominated for some Academy awards. I don't think I was he trying won because he stuff. didn't win until I think goodwill hunting is when he finally yeah. won an award, but uh, oh nope. gosh, I nominated love.
1: for one Oscar.
0: Okay. Good morning. Vietnam was a, is a, great great movie and then have you watched um i think it came out 89 was um dead poet society have you seen that i have and i was disappointed with
1: it because i i just oh really i was i mean he, he himself was a good actor and a, a better like a, a better It was a great drama actor and it's Uh a whole different character set for him especially for me you know i expect you to be we've said it before i i know that people do things do other things throughout the career but i typecast him as the -the off-the-cuff comedy guy. yeah yeah uh even when he did mrs doubtfire when he had those serious moments i'm like (laughs) robin that's not you i know that's what this movie's about but no you're the crazy flip out dude that we know from everything else so i just cannot 100% 100% picture him having those yeah. serious
0: moments, but he does them very well. Right. It was just the yeah. movie
1: itself. I wasn't
0: all that big I of you. a fan I of. I gotcha. Yeah. I saw that one probably on cable first and just, I, I thought it was a great movie and I can understand putting him in that comic role, that just crazy comic and, tr- you know, trying to do, dramatic and people take you seriously that's probably something that he had to overcome over the years when he yeah. took on some of these more serious roles because good morning vietnam it really has a more serious plot line and subject matter but just with his comedy in there interjected it just makes for a great movie because your emotions are all over the place right and dead poet society has its moments like that but it's more of a serious role and just how he uh, teaches those boys, I thought it was a great movie. Now, I there's a few in between here before we get to the kind of the mid-90s. Well, is there anything else from the 80s jump out at you? Uh, I'm having to
1: dig back on IMDb to see what all, because I know I missed a few from the mm-hmm. 80s that I know he was a part of. Um, well,
0: did you, did we have... Uh, a tape amongst our mitts, maybe you recorded that was a uh, comedy special with uh, Robin Williams and like uh, Billy Crystal, maybe that Whoopi Goldberg.
1: Our, that was our mutual friend Leaf that had that one. Yeah, okay, that couldn't, comedy.
0: And I vaguely remember it, but not, not great. It's like Comedy All Stars or something like that that was on. HBO or Showtime, one of the paid channels that hosted it. Right. And I think it benefited some uh, charity. And that's why they were kind of getting them all together there. But I vaguely remember watching some tapes like that. And Maybe it was over at Leafs house that we watched that with uh, uh, several of those comics of the time. But that was, uh, I do remember some of his stand up.
1: Yeah, I'm looking through here. I don't see. Anything else that stands out in, okay. uh, in the
0: 80s? Well, let's move ahead to the 90s then. There's a, a few more serious movies that I would say that I don't think I've ever seen. I've never seen Awakenings. I've never seen The Fisher King. I'm probably well, losing some credibility here. What about Hook?
1: That we have. I've loved his character in that. That one, even though mm-hmm. it was serious, I actually liked his character, where you know, he got it's he's Peter Pan, right. but he has pretty much just you know, heck, uh, grown up. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. He grew up and forgot everything, but then he you know comes back and seizes the day and, and you know, fends off hook and you know, everything's kosher again. But it, it, the fact that that one, I did, like I said, I liked the, the serious part in him
0: there. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? I have seen it uh, a couple times over the years. It's not one that I've watched a lot of. So, yeah. And it's probably been, oh, gosh, I don't know, 15, 20 years since I watched it. Hmm. So it's, uh, it's not been one that really connected with me as far as he goes. Looks like he did a voice in Fern Gully. I don't remember that much about that movie. Uh, Another big one in 1992 was Aladdin, though, as far as voice work and doing the Genie. Uh, He was awesome in that. Oh, gosh. I mean, 92, so sophomore year in high school and just, you know, watching. I remember watching that movie. We had it on VHS and it was great. He just that was a home run all the way around. And. You know, obviously you could tell it was him and trying to think about what's always got me over the years watching Aladdin is, okay, did they have to like animate and draw the genie around everything that he was (laughs) improvising? So it was more or less here, you record this part, do your thing, and then we'll plug in the animation later. Or, Or did they actually... You know, give him those almost seemingly improvisations to voice, uh, and they already had the animation on screen. I would love to know that because it just, just seems awesome. like he was so off the cuff, like his normal self, and they would have had to kind of work the movie around him. You know,
1: right? I'm looking at it now, but I just as mm-hmm. for fun. Oh, Frank Walker played a boo
0: yeah and he was the uh, cave of wonders as well who disturbs my slumber um yeah so that was a that was a great what about toys have you seen toys no from 92 i don't think i've ever seen that one 93 was a big one though that was mrs doubtfire yes that was an awesome i'm pretty sure i watched that one in the theater i don't think i did
1: but i think i caught it shortly after i want to say you rented it just out of cur- i i mean could have, been, could have been you rented it like shortly after or something at a party or what have you and I, I i think that's how i learned about it but it was awesome it was such an awesome movie the him going off the wall and hello and playing a female you know trying to save his kids it was just a yeah, of course and it's, it's Robin Williams with married with you got Aerosmith, you know, do look like a lady. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. It has probably been 20 years since I watched Mrs. Doubtfire. I can't remember the last just, time I watched it. We actually just
1: watched it um really with with Adam here. That's it this last year. Does it hold he up pretty well? Yeah, he, he, yeah. I was yeah. surprised because he's not too much of the old stuff really clings to him. And he, you know, he's just one of those kids. Now, Ryan, I can, I can coax all day long. Uh huh. He's my 80s kid. And so <laughs> is my, uh, so is my Luca. Luca's huge in the Dukes right now, the General Lee. So,
0: oh, wow. He's my mini yeah, right I, now. I'm pretty sure I've got a bunch of ticket stubs that I saved from the Ritz and the dubois Mall movie theater. And I'm pretty sure I've got one in there for Mrs. Doubtfire. That was, uh, that was fun all right uh moving forward a little bit in the 90s here looks like he had a supporting role in nine months i don't think i've seen that one no let's see oh okay so uh, the next big one probably the could be the biggest one for me in the 90s jumanji i love jumanji
1: i was iffy about it i think because it spooked me or something the suspense of it but uh, I wasn't a fan of it. I've watched, uh, watched it again. It's not as bad as what I remember as a kid.
0: Yeah. Watched it in the theater. Um, it just, I don't know. I loved the whole adventure. And that was pretty much more of a serious role for him. For me, it was oh uh, uh, David Allen Greer from In oh, Living yes. Color that stole the, stole the show <laughs> as the cop. And uh, just all of his mannerisms you get with the monkeys stealing his car, and but it was just I don't know it was just such a great adventure, and it wasn't necessarily that Robin Williams was a part of it, and he did a great and awesome job. You probably could have put plugged another actor in there, but you know it really wasn't uh, you didn't get much of his normal shtick in no. that movie, but it was fun. It was a great movie. I, have not watched the n- remakes, the two newer ones with The Rock and Jack we, Black. We've well, we've won. Watched
1: the one with uh, The Rock, and it's actually pretty decent. Okay, I would. The boys seem to like it better than the original. Julie really had him watch the the original, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: neither one of them liked the original as well as they liked The Rock. But mm-hmm. I maybe I I side with Robin Williams, but I kind of liked Robin's version a little bit better than. The rocks,
0: yeah. I I don't know. I don't mind The Rock, but I love the original movie so much that I'm yep, yep. kind of afraid that it's going to taint it if I watch it. Then continue on in the '90s. There's a few here that just never connected with me, and I don't remember watching The Birdcage. Have not seen that. There's one called Jack. uh I know the names, not the movies. Father's Day, right. he did with Billy Crystal. Flubber. Have you seen Flubber the Disney? Never movie? saw Flubber. Still haven't. I still haven't either. Goodwill hunting. Now I do remember we watched that one in the theater and that might've been the only time I've ever seen it. It's just not one. I've gone back to rewatch. Uh, I remember mm. him being good in that. He's kind of the shrink to the uh, genius. That is uh Matt Damon in the movie. And I believe that was the one that he won a supporting actor academy award for and uh it was a great movie it's just not one that i've gone back to watch right one that we were disappointed in i think it was a rental and i'm pretty sure we turned it off before we got through it it's a just a weird movie called what dreams may come from 1998 and i don't remember too much about it other than being Could not follow it. It was just kind of a higher concept movie about heaven and the loss of his wife. Can't tell you too much about it. It Just I don't know. It seemed like it would took it was like so long and couldn't really follow it. But um, Hmm. the one he did right after that was Patch Adams. Yes, that was a good man. I remember watching Patch Adams in the theater. I've watched it a few times since then. Just a fun movie you get some of his shtick in that you know him being robin williams but it was uh it's more of a drama slash i don't know what you want to call it just a heartfelt movie it was i was uh
1: i i went through it and of course of all times when that was happening i was going through a bad relationship and it connected with me um yeah especially when he's doing the you know where he says he's right at the end of the cliff and he's calling out. I can't remember the exact quote, but he's calling out and saying, you know, where are you? Where are you? And then he you know, looks down and goes, you know, we're both not worth it. And I was kind of at that point at one, hmm. one time or not. And then, you know, obviously, you know, there's a butterfly and I like that because I'm a, I, like I've said before, I'm a man of faith. So it really connected in that way going, you know, god mm-hmm. is always present you may not see him but he's always there so i really connected with that part of the movie again because i was going through cool. a rough patch so i i liked it for that i liked his comedy like i said but like you said it was more of a serious role not not mm-hmm. um again not his typical self that we grew it grew to love you know the, yeah the that's right all guy i always wanted to, Little sidebar, but I always wanted to get him and Jim Carrey. There's oh, another gosh. actor that I can't remember off that's just about as off the cuff as they are. Yeah, and I wanted to get them into a movie together, but like it'd be Robin Williams is the dad, Jim Carrey is the son, and my the only thing I have in my head for a, a so-called script was that you know that living together the two couldn't sit i won't say standing they they could stand each other but they were never comics Mm -hmm. like comedic but each one had their own stand-up or comedy career so you have robin doing his off-the-wall stuff like normal and you have jim carrey doing his off-the-wall stuff but when Hmm. they're growing together you know hanging out it's you know nothing more than the mundane you know father son um gotcha obviously Could never introduce anything because one, it was in my head, and two, unfortunately, he passed, so yeah, never got to do it. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I see like um in some of the deleted scenes in Jim Carrey's movies. I'm thinking of uh which one is it? Is it Bruce Almighty? I think in some of the deleted scenes, he's in this kitchen yep, and they, yep, they, yep. they just That's Bruce
1: Almighty. Th-
0: <laughs> Throw him Here, in there and let up, him go. Come up with some stuff. And that reminds me of Robin Williams right there. So that's right. spot on. Jim is uh, essentially, well, I wouldn't say incarnate, but, you know, of that same type of humor. All right. Uh, and then just continuing out the 90s here, a movie called Jacob the Liar, which I've never seen that. Yeah, never There's another one that. called Bicentennial Man which the only interaction I had with that was we went to Disney world in the year 2000 when we were on our honeymoon and they had this, uh, not necessarily a ride, but it was an experience. You go in and it was his voice. He, you could tell he voiced it. I, I guess Bicentennial man was a Disney movie. Um, but it was like a, uh, 360 degree theater. And he was like the host and took you on this little journey and you could look all around the room, you know, and see it kind of before IMAX was big. Uh, that's the only interaction I've ever had with Bicentennial, man. I've never seen the movie.
1: Yeah, never saw it either.
0: I don't remember. I've uh, been to
1: Disney a few times and I don't recall that.
0: Yeah, they say. took I'm sure they took it out long ago. So he did some more serious ones. One was almost like a horror movie. The one hour photo. Yes, I've I never that seen that one. Uh, he's stuck in a, hes t- stuck in the old type of
1: one-hour photo booths. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's a horror thing, but I think it's because he develops a film. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, but I think he develops a film and someone's after him, and mm-hmm. he doesn't know it. And it's more like a thriller, right? Not much a horror movie, um, but I can't remember all of it. It's been so long ago. I
0: was—that was one I wasn't as—as as equally impressed either. Uh, there's one called Insomnia, which was, I think, more of a suspenseful movie with Al Pacino. I think I've seen that one once. It was like a rental. Uh, skip ahead a little bit. We do have a copy of the movie Robot, which I, was that Disney? I'm not sure if that was Disney or not. He's voice so. is one of the, the main robots. I remember the yep. boys watching that one. We um, picked it up late you know, probably around 10 years ago when they were, you know, five, six, seven years old. And that was one that was in our rotation. I remember them watching that like on road trips and things. Uh, uh, it was
1: made by is it DreamWorks. Could have been.
0: Could now have it's been.
1: owned by them because it was, it says it was from the makers of Ice Age. So that was DreamWorks. Okay. But they bought, uh, not DreamWorks, um, 21st Century, 21st Century. Is who made that makes that? That's
0: okay. Uh, now Disney owns them, Disney owns everybody's now.
1: <laughs> uh, I hey do that the know, predicted
0: it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe I've seen the movie RV. Same here, it wasn't too um, bad. Yeah, it was one that I don't know, stumbled across. Maybe it was a rental back in the days when we got discs through the mail with Netflix. I'm, I'm thinking maybe it was around that time. Oh, that was okay. Uh, and then he was uh, voiced a couple characters in Happy Feet. I remember yep, I watching remember Happy, Happy Feet. Feet with the boys. And one I really liked that he did, I, I think he reprised it too, maybe for the second movie, was Night at the Museum, where he was uh, Teddy Roosevelt.
1: Yeah, yep. I saw August Rush, Life. though, too. That was a very good movie. Again,
0: it's not the Robin
1: Williams, uh, August Rush, which is before that. Oh, no, no, it's it's after it. I'm sorry. I okay. I was, I was misreading. I thought uh, August was before. But yeah, Night at the Museum, man, he did an awesome as, as uh, Teddy Roosevelt.
0: <laughs> Very, it was more of a comical role, but he played it serious. So it, yes. that's what kind of made it funny. You know? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen August Rush. What was that one about? That one was mostly about a kid who,
1: I think he was orphaned, but he was given a gift of music that he, and in, mm-hmm. in doing so, he's trying to find, like, quote unquote, the history of his birth parents out of all of it. And I think if I remember right, Robin plays kind of like a like a ghostly type of ambiance, or maybe maybe he's a... No, he's a bum. Uh, he plays a bum, a homeless guy that gives mm-hmm. him insight on how to do better, to, to to keep pushing forward with his musical talents. And yeah. I only watched it once, so I'm, I I think I got the gist of okay. it there. Okay.
0: Yeah, I just looked. Yeah, he did two more Night at the Museums, Battle yeah. of the Smithsonian in 2009, and then the second to last role was for Secret of the Tomb in 2014. Gosh, it's almost been a decade since uh, we lost he him. Passed, yeah, I'm, I'm was scrolling too. through here. Yeah.
1: We I watched see... Sp- uh, SpongeBob now, but I haven't heard his voice, and I would be able to pick it out.
0: He was in one episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, did a, he did a host Saturday Night Live in 2010. I don't remember that specifically. I was out of Saturday Night Live by then. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything else. The only thing else that I really, really enjoyed him in that's more modern, uh, we used to watch and cackle at Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yes. With uh, the Drew Carey version with uh, Ryan and Colin and Wayne and the rotating fourth chair. And the Robin Williams guest episodes were just hilarious you know, he was just built to do improv and that show was perfect for him. And I believe he was, he did pretty much every facet of the show, even singing along with Wayne, you know, making up songs. We put together at least two VHS tapes full of whose lines in Anyway episodes. And I remember a couple of them being with him and those were some of my favorites to get to, you know, as we're, watching the tape but uh yeah very i do remember when he when he passed away very tragic uh i'm not sure i, I guess he kind of hid his depression or yes he had it you know his uh his struggles uh and and you know basically it was it was too late by then to really you know uh save him because Gosh, you know, I can't imagine being on such highs in Hollywood in your acting career, winning awards, and then the lows that he probably went through on the opposite end of that. And I I think he was divorced by that time. And uh, I I really don't remember a lot of the details, but I just remember being stunned that that happened and everybody was stunned. So, yeah, I mean... Luckily, I don't, I've never really struggled with that. I mean, you even mentioned during this episode that you've, you know, had thoughts and, you know, been on those lows at times. uh, And some people get real low versus others, but you've got to, yeah, find, find somebody, find something to, you know, be your rescue there at those low points. Right. So you don't get into that. And I, I know there's been a lot more awareness over the last, you know, several years of, you know, people, if, you know, organizations have, have come up about helping people with suicidal thoughts and depression and, and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's something if, if we would be happy to talk to you if, if you oh, yes. feel comfortable, you know, um, if you ever got to that point, I, like I said, I've not had known too many people that have gotten, those kind of lows to really offer any advice, but other than don't sit on that, don't let it, you know, keep you trapped, keep you, uh, uh, from sharing with somebody else, because I know there's, like I said, there's organizations and companies like that set up to help people get through things like that. But yeah, very, very, very tragic. Oh, yes. So don't really... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't really want to end on a downer but I did want to mention that cuz yeah I just thought that was uh timely that a movie that he made was able to help you out you know at at some low points. Right and it wasn't like like
1: at that point I was not suicidal. Uh it was more the I was put down and just going over a rough patch with uh, when was that 98 so it was during a relationship and i discovered she mm-hmm. was cheating on me and i'm you know the questions is popping your head you know what did i do what am i not doing what could i do better was it me but it was an eye-opener because you know i'm not at, in the character's role i was not down to that level like i was going to go right hang myself or something it was more of geez how am i going to get out of this mess what's what do i do next and Even as as people of faith, you know, we go through that um, at times. We have our lows, and there's times we we, you know, we're supposed to reach out to God and 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 seek advice, but there's times where we're just that's not at the forefront of our head. So you wonder, what do you do next? Um, Does anybody care? You know, there's those type of minds mindsets that just go through your head, and then all of a sudden, sometimes I I. I view it as some a message can be pulled out of things, Uh, whether it's truly God speaking or not. I I, I'm pretty bad at it, meaning I don't know that was I don't know if I was really hearing God's voice when I was watching that movie. But it kind of woke me up that, eh, you know, I'm better than this relationship to where it's going. So, you know, kick myself in gear and move, move on.
0: Yeah. Show you uh, the bigger picture. Show you that you know, while you are struggling with something, it just seems like the world doesn't care or or the walls are closing in or there's, you have that tunnel vision and even something like a movie like that can show you the bigger picture that, you know, life goes on and there's more people out there besides you and this other person that uh, was cheating on you at the time. And it just kind of helped you to, you know, get through that process and whether it's God or, you know, whatever else is out there that can get you past that to that you can look to, uh, you know, it could even be just friends and family that uh, you're close with and can help you out of some of those relationships and things. But yeah, I mean, that's, that was great about just how versatile he was. I mean, it was tragic because yet yeah, nobody knew that he was struggling while he's making all of these great movies and, and TV shows. And, and that's something I've read up a struggling lot. for, but, you know,
1: that's something I've been reading up a lot on, um, especially around his passing was why, why do actors do that? And a lot of it is because they get their, their applause, their, I don't know what you call it. their high when they're doing all these things, when they're doing all these exciting roles. Approval. Yeah. Yeah. Their approval. Once it's gone, it's gone. So their mm-hmm. approval was gone. The The high is gone. You're back to average Joe. What's the next waiting, thing? Yeah. Exactly. Waiting for the next movie. Wait for the next job. And as an actor, I, I'm not an actor. I have no idea. But what I've read is some actors, A, B list or whomever, mm-hmm. can go sometimes months, if not years, between gigs. So you got that spans. And, mm-hmm. again, I, won't, I wouldn't think that anybody would turn down a role, you know, um, turn down Robin Williams at a, at a movie. But I'm sure there's movies that he put in for or his, or his agent put in there for.
0: That he didn't get, right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. He got turned down. And you're like, dude, I'm Robin Williams. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? You know, come on. I, I can do this. But huh. the character might have not – or Robin Williams or – whatever might not have fit the bill to right. some point i was just reading here i was actually digging to see if they had more more information on him on his DB. and he was cast to be part of uh, an episode of star trek the new generation he was supposed to be a character in there mm-hmm. but because of his schedule uh his schedule conflict with the hook movie he couldn't fill that Couldn- so hmm. you wonder i mean I, I here i am speculating now i have no idea but did he get kind of bummed because he couldn't play in star trek i mean who knows maybe he loved star trek maybe he could care less i don't know but did he get bummed when when that happened or mm-hmm. you know again how long did he it doesn't look like he had much of a spance in in things uh as no. far as
0: but you know the d- the success of the thing itself too can drag you down if you've done something that you think is going to be Oscar worthy or uh, just you're so satisfied with your performance and then it gets to the theater and bombs I'm sure that's not good for your psyche as well you know I have all these fans over the years but they're not coming to see my movies what's up so yeah it's hard and i i really don't like to get into the speculating part of that but i'm sure there's information out there on uh you know more in depth on that pr- probably from his family that was right. that has been released since then but very tragic but uh always good to uh, you know jog our memories and think about was, uh some of the great work that he's done
1: right and he was a beloved character uh actor for us so we have a high on 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 what we remember remember him as to that i mean like jason and i have indicated especially since these last two episodes if there's something going on you know we may not be professional doctors you know psychiatrists but we we don't shy away from people that need help so if right you need to talk vent whatever we're always available to people and this episode, obviously, we I've opened up quite a bit, but you know, some people might be going through something similar, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, why dealt with this?" Well, maybe I can finally talk to this guy about mm-hmm. whatever it is, and I won't hold it against you or, or judge you because of whatever. Just because I'm a man of faith doesn't mean I'm judgmental. That's the word I'm try- trying to think of. So, I've tried to help wherever i can we've been my wife and i've been counselors to family members and friends for at least as long as we've been together and that's been coming up on, geez how long now uh, we just had our anniversary 11 12 <laughs> years sorry the numbers are running together anymore um i got it but easy. when you have well yours is easy but when you have five kids you know numbers <laughs> are all over in your head hey, how old are my kids uh, how many do i have again <laughs> When am I going to get my 15-passenger van? That's <laughs> the one in
0: house. Yeah. Well,
1: I want one. She doesn't. Oh, but. <laughs> anyway, we hope you enjoyed our episode of Memory Jogger. We thoroughly enjoyed remembering Robin Williams, especially at his great. But, like we said, there was a few moments, especially when he passed. So if you are would like to talk with us please have at it you are feel feel free to reach out to us jason at rd80s or myself at infamous wb on our social media handles if you have any input to our episode itself you know, leave a comment on our show notes there rediscover the 80s.com otherwise on behalf of jason i'm wyatt and we welcome you to join us next time on another episode of memory jar